George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm Jamari Spurton. Welcome to the Just Buckets podcast. Hi, I'm Pete Strobel, president of the Scoring Factory. Here, we make you better. Here is where you work on your weaknesses. This is the place you come to work on the fundamentals that are going to take you to the next level. We love to push players. We love to teach players. We've worked with a lot of very talented players, and we want your son or daughter to come in next. I am Jamaris Burton, and here at the Scoring Factory in Pittsburgh, PA, you can get better. Here, we focus on player development, skill, and overall getting better is done here. Details are not missed with Pete Strobel and the Scoring Factory. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Just Buckets podcast. I am Jamarius Burton. And I'm George Michalowski with Pittsburgh Sports Now. Uh, we're going to be bringing you the Just Buckets podcast on the PSN network all season long. Uh, great to have JB on the show with me. We've got a lot of, uh, you know, exciting guests coming on the show. And uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We've got some, some really exciting content coming. Let's get started here. You know, I, I want to start off. We have a very special guest coming on after the show, um, after this intro. Um, but... You know, I really want to talk about you, JB. You know, I want to get into, you know, your childhood, bring it all the way up until where you are now. So um, to start off, you know, talk to me about growing up. You know, I know um, some people uh, think, you know, you, you lived in North Carolina your whole life because that's where it lists your hometown on these uh, pit profiles and the team profiles. But um, you did spend some time in Illinois, uh, you know, my home state. So tell me a little bit about growing up. Yeah, for me, I grew up in Champaign or Ben, Illinois. Um, from my first 13 or so years of my life. And that's where I really, you know, developed my core values as far as family is concerned. You know, that's where majority of my family was at the time. So I was able to develop my core values there in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, as well as develop, you know, some skills as far as fundamentals to my game was established in Champaign. Yeah, so when did you start playing basketball? You know, when you were growing up, were you always playing three, four sports, or was it always focused on hoops? Uh, I did dabble with some other sports, but for me, my heart, you know, instantly gravitated towards basketball. My mom played it growing up, and um, so did my sisters. They both, all of them went on to play college basketball. So for me, I just grew up, you know, in, in and out of gyms. My mom was a ref at one point. I went and see my sisters play in AAU tournaments, it seemed like every other weekend. So for me, my excitement was always in the gym, you know, watching the basketball go up and down as far as dribbling and going in the hoop. And, you know, that's where I developed my passion. I got you. So you were always around the game, you know, yeah. it sounds like. So at what point did you realize, you know, was it that you started growing? Like, what point did you realize that you were really good at the game and that in high school you wanted to take it to the next level and really go hard at this game? Um, I mean, for me, it was it was a build up um, because when I was in Champaign, I was pretty dominant early. So I was pretty good early in Champaign. But when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, that's when things kind of changed. Like it was a different level of skill. So I went there and I was on the B teams. Like I started off on a couple of B teams of like, you know, there's levels to AAU. Like there's the A teams, the B teams, C teams. There's elite levels. So me, I wasn't at the top of the leagues when I moved to North Carolina. So for me, that was very humbling. Um, I started off at the, with the CB Spiders. 
develop my game with them. And then um, QCAA, for some odd reason, I got connected with them. And that's where my game really, you know, took off as far as development-wise. I give a big shout-out to Coach Addy and Coach Prager over there at QCAA. They really helped, you know, develop my game and, you know, give me that confidence along with, you know, my mom on the sideline. She was also a big pivotal role in my coaching growing up. So she was also, you know, a part of that staff. And the QCAA family really helped, you know, develop my game. And then I went from playing with QCAA to Team Loaded. And, you know, Team Loaded is a sponsored AAU program with Adidas. Um, you know, a lot of top players I've played under that program. Bam, Adebayo plays for Miami Heat, Dennis Smith Jr. So it was a lot of, you know, well-known names that played for that program. So for me, it was just a great opportunity to join it. You know, um, I figured it would be a great opportunity for me to be seen by college coaches. And that's where I really got my first um, taste of recruitment. Right. So at this point, you're entering high school, you know, you're in Charlotte and you're playing for Team Loaded, which is a well-known AAU team, you know, around the country. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, Adidas sponsored team, you know, all those studs that played for that program. Were you 6'4", you know, freshman year or, or what was your growth like, you know, in yeah. terms of height, you know, throughout your high school career? Uh, I would say I was around 6'2", 6'1", my freshman year. I was kind of skinny, though. I had a, a little slim build to me. And um, I was fortunate enough to gain experience, you know, playing right away on a varsity team at Philip O'Berry Academy of Technology in Charlotte. But I was still kind of small. And I remember after my freshman year, I was, I was getting kind of, like, thrown around on the court. Like, I wasn't the strongest guard. Like, I got to play minutes, but I wasn't that strong. And I remember a senior by the name of Braxton, he told me, you know, once you get stronger this game, you know, you'll be able to play it, you know, at a different level. So... After my freshman year, I really, you know, put the work in in the weight room as far as, like, trying to build my, my body up. I was doing, you know, basic stuff, but it was working. And then going into my – after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, that's when I started, you know, picking up offers, playing on the circuit with Loaded, and my, my recruitment really took off. Yeah, so get into that. You know, who were the first schools that started calling you? How did that process really kick off? Yeah, I mean, for me it was fun. Um, at first, I got my first offer from Hampton um, University. It's HBCU out of Virginia. And then slowly but surely, like some big schools at the time, Wake Forest was recruiting me. Penn State had offered me at the time. VCU, I don't know if they offered me, but they was recruiting me. It was some, it was some pretty good schools after me at such a young age um, going into my junior year. And then... Obviously, you know, you had this, this this great recruitment building, this Division One recruitment building. You were playing really well at the high school level, at the AAU level. What happened? You know, I know you, you suffered an injury. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, going into my junior year, I actually um, tore my ACL in like an exhibition way. Like, you know, in the summer they have like team camps. Mm -hmm. So that summer I kind of tore my ACL in the, in the team camp leading up to the season. So... For my recruitment, I kind of I kind of seen it disappear. Right. I mean, I uh, at first I got some initial calls like, "Where are you at? Like, we're looking for you on the circuit." It was college coaches, you know, reaching out to me. But you know, I would tell them like, "I'm at home. I tore my ACL. Like, I'll be out there, but you know, it's gonna take some time." But the responses I got back, you know, were positive. You know, but I it wasn't the same. I didn't really hear from those schools anymore. Okay, so then. Torn ACL, 
you're probably pretty down at this point, you know, mentally. You know, you, you're losing, not losing the offers, but you're not hearing from these schools yeah. anymore that you built these relationships with. So how did it come back? You know, you did end up playing Division One ball as right, a freshman. Right, right, right. How did this all build up? How did your senior year go? Yeah, um, my senior year went well. Um, we had about eight seniors that graduated um, after my junior year. So going into my senior year, it was a pretty young team. But um, we kind of got together early. We had some team meetings, and we discussed the importance of, you know, that year and how that in order for us to really get what we wanted to get, we were going to have to win. Right. We were going to have to win in a great fashion. So everybody had that mindset and that understanding that we all win. Like there was enough piece of that pie to go around. Okay. So um, my senior year, we, we really locked in. We went 31-1, and one and we won a state title. And I can say, you know, if it wasn't for me adding that winning experience to my resume, I wouldn't be here. Like, me going and winning that state championship really allowed me to, you know, open up my recruitment again. Like, Wichita State comes knocking, Butler comes knocking, George Mason, UMass, throughout the process of my senior year. Temple, they start reaching out throughout the process of me winning throughout my senior year. But um, for me... That whole process, I really waited till the end, till we won it all, and then I, I took my five visits. Right, and those visits were, I know some of those schools you just mentioned, Wichita mm -hmm. State, Butler, you visited. Yeah, um, I visited Temple, okay. I went to George Mason, and I went to UMass. Okay, and then why did it end up being Wichita State? You know, I know they had a lot of success. They, ha they have had a lot of success this decade, um, but why specifically did you commit to the Shockers? Yeah, um, for me... Again, they had eight seniors about to graduate. Um, and I can remember, like it was yesterday, the coach that was recruiting me, he told me to grow my wings while flying. And for me, that meant to, you know, gain the experience that I needed to gain while playing real minutes. So for me, as a freshman, I saw Wichita State as a tremendous opportunity as far as culture-wise, player development. You know, I seen Ron Baker, a walk-on, go to the NBA from going there, Fred Van Vliet go to the NBA from going there, you know, Landry Shamit go to the NBA from going there. So I locked in. I figured, you know, this is a place that's really good with player development, you know. So for me, having the opportunity to play right away as a freshman and then, you know, knowing that guys have went there, walk-ons, you know, not top-rated top guys like myself have went there and had success, you know, that was what lured me to go to Wichita State. Right, and then you have a successful time there. Then it's Texas Tech. So mm -hmm. you enter the portal. I mean, we've talked before. You said you heard from just about every team in the country when you were in the portal. Yeah, my, my first time around, I heard from pretty much everybody. I mean, all the Power Five schools that was um, that I was hoping to get that type of recruitment, you know, out of high school. But they were hitting me now out of Wichita State. And, um, you know, I really, you know, tried to do my homework as best as possible. And I elected to go to Texas Tech. I mean, a winning program. You know, they just had went to the national title game before. So, for me, it was all about trying to play on a, you know, a bigger stage. Right. And at Texas Tech, you know, you had a good year. But that was a crowded that was a crowded roster, crowded locker room. They had NBA guys on that team. You know, you played with Mac McClung. You played with some other guys. Namari Burnett, five-star kid who's coming in. How was the talent level on that roster, on that team? And, and how tough was it to – um, compete against those guys in practice? Yeah, I would say that was pretty much on paper the most talented roster I ever, you know, been a part of. It was very competitive. I mean, the practices, 
were like game like situations and I really enjoyed you know that competition it was fun yeah and then so a uh, year at Texas Tech you know enter the portal again and, and now you choose Pitt mm -hmm. take me through that decision that was during COVID so yeah. you didn't visit Pitt right yeah so I mean the recruiting thing it was a little bit different during COVID like my I didn't take a visit to Texas Tech either so I went to Texas Tech with no visit, and then after when I hit the portal again, um, the recruitment wasn't the same like as it was when I hit the portal the first time. So for me, Pittsburgh came knocking. I was still back and forth whether I was going to stay at Tech or you know pursue you know what other options I had. But you know ultimately, after having discussions with them, you know they were started to recruit other guys. So for me, you know. I just picked up the call, picked up my phone, you know, called, you know, Coach Capel at, you know, with Pittsburgh and told him I was coming. You know, I felt like it was a great opportunity to move closer to home as a far, I think Tech was 20 hours away, so I moved seven hours away from home. So, you know, getting closer to home and then, you know, playing for a guy who was a point guard at a really high level, you know, was, was my lure to come here. Right, and then you get to Pitt, you're playing with a group of guys that kind of came from everywhere. You know, you've got some guys like John um, that were there the year before, but um, it's it's a brand new group of, of faces, you know, in this Pitt locker room last year. Talk about the beginning of that season. I know you started off with a knee injury. Yeah. Um, so, But how did that beginning of that season all go down? Yeah, I would say the beginning of our season last year was a little bit rocky. Um, going into it, we had a, you know, one of our, our – top players, you know, tear his ACL and go down. I'm already out with the knee surgery that I end up having to have in October. And then we have another guy, you know, who's not available at the beginning of the season due to some, you know, circumstances with the law enforcement. So um, it kind of put us in a bind to start the season. But, you know, I was able to get back, you know, playing after the first couple of games and, um, you know, just really attack the season. Right, and uh, obviously, you know, the play that stands out when Pitt fans think of last season is the, the game winner against St. John's, you know, Madison Square Garden, the big stage under the bright lights. You come down the court coast to coast. I think there were five, four, five seconds left on the mm -hmm. clock when you guys inbounded it. Tell me about that play, and did you know that you were going to be the guy that took the shot? Um, I wouldn't say I knew right then and there as far as like before the ball was inbounded, you know, because I never like pre-deceive what I'm trying to do. Right. You know, I always take what the defense gives me. But, you know, in that huddle, I can remember Coach Brown saying somebody is going to make a big shot to end this game. And, and, you know, that just gave me confidence, really the whole team confidence going, you know, going out for that last play. And the way it was set up, you know, me coming down the floor, John, the attention that he brings, he, he came down in the middle of the floor, set a nice screen, and, you know, he freed me up from the guard who was guarding me. So ultimately it was his guy guarding me, you know, so I was able to go, you know, downhill to my left, create a little separation and, and you know, shoot it. And, um, you know, it was, a great, it was a great win for us at that time. Have you hit buzzer beaters in the past in your career? You know, was that your first game winner? Or yeah, that was that was my first game winner. I've hit, you know, big shots to end games, but not not at the buzzer like that, not, you know, right at the very end like that. It's always been a play, then a couple other plays, and then the game's over, but never, you know, right then and there. Right. And last year, you know, even in addition to that game, you were kind of Pitt's closer. I mean, in late-game situations, you'd step up to the free-throw line, 
hit the clutch free throws, you know, kind of give Pitt fans uh, security, you know, in the in the final minutes of a game. They know they could look to you with the ball and your coaches as well. You know, your whole team knows that, you know, JB's a leader on this team. He's going to he's going to perform in the late stages of the game. Do you get nervous or, or how do you feel when it's, you know, coming down the wire, coming down at the end of the game? Um, I mean, for me, I know that, you know, there's no need to be nervous when you practice and you put the work in. So for me, it's just about, you know, taking what the defense gives me towards the end of the game. So at times, like you seen last year, is finding John in the middle because he got it going. And then at other times, it's me trying to create a shot for myself or get to that free throw line. You know, last year I shot a career high from the free throw line, so I knew that was the strength of mine. So I knew going into late game situations, if if I was fouled, that I put the work in to, you know, earn it and to make those, you know, late game free throws. Right. So uh, I want to get into this season before we bring on a very special guest here coming up on this first episode of Just Buckets. But um, I, I want to get to this season's team, you know, this new group of guys again. You're bringing in new faces, but you guys have been working out for months, uh, for weeks now. And, and official practice started up last week, I know. Um, so tell me about this new group. What's different about this group of guys going into the season? Yeah, I would say the difference with this group of guys is really the competitive spirit of the whole team. You know, from day one, everybody's been locked in and trying to win each and every drill. You know, I feel like it's a difference between, you know, everybody, you know, being present in practice, but really being eager to really win and to really, you know, build and carry on and carry like, you know, a sustainable foundation for the season. And I feel like each and every day, you know, we've had that spirit and we're continuing to remind ourselves that, you know, the job's not finished. We have to continue to set the standard and build a foundation for the season because, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, winning at a great on a great scale this year. Right. And and you talk about that competitiveness. You've talked about it in the press conference recently. Um, are, are practices really intense? You know, are guys going at each other? How's that dynamic been so far? Yeah, I, I would say the practices have been pretty intense. Um, like I said, everybody's trying to win every drill. You know, everything's accounted for, you know, wins and losses. And for us, nothing's more important than winning. So for us, we're, we're, we're locking in, trying to win every drill and trying to push each other. That's the most important thing. Right. And so uh, some of the guys, you know, we can get into, and we will throughout this show, um, be having on a lot of the guys on the team, hopefully. Um, but some of the guys that you guys brought in, you know, some important pieces. You know, I, I, you talk about the transfers, Greg Elliott, Blake Hinson. Right. Those guys are going to play big minutes for the team. Mm-hmm. How valuable is their experience having done it at the high major level, Greg and Blake? Yeah, I would say their experience is very valuable. Whenever you add two guys who's played at this level, who knows how hard and smart you have to play to win, it's definitely additions, you know. So I look forward to playing on the court with them and, you know, getting it going. Greg is is just one of the other guards on this team, but you guys have, you know, four, five, six guards that can really play significant minutes this year, which is something different than we've seen at Pitt the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, How has that dynamic been with the guards so far off the court? You know, are you guys, you know, sharpening each other's game in practice and then hanging out off the court? You know, there's, there's a lot of conflicting, I guess, talents that some people would look at and say they play the same positions. But how have you guys gelled together so far in the, in the guard room? Yeah, I would say it's, it's been, you know, pretty well as far as, you know, us gelling. There's really no conflicts and, you know, re- no real, you know, major adjustments that have to be made. I feel like everybody, you know, has skills 
and and we all can play off each other. You know, a big goal for us to, is this year is to play faster, and you need more depth. You need more guards to be able to do that. So for us, we understand the goal. You know that that this team has, and that's for us to win at a high level. So each one of us, you know, just look forward to doing our part. Right, and um, that's that's all we've got for right now. We're gonna head into break right now. After the break. Very special guest joining us. We've got, you know, all ACC big man John Hughley. Yes, sir. One of the stars of the pit team. He's going to be joining us right here after the break. Welcome back to the Just Buckets podcast. We have a special guest, Mr. John Hughley, the big man in the middle. Welcome on, John. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So we'd like to get straight to it. Um, tell us about your time growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, man, growing up in Cleveland, you know, it's, I loved it. You know, it's, it's the dog. For, I don't, you know, I, I feel like that's where dogs are made, you know, characters are made. You know, I feel like you got to be strong to grow up in Cleveland. A lot of things are thrown at you at young ages. You know, you just got to know how to handle it. And for you, um, what what is your family dynamic like? You know, tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not going to say I grew up with a single mother, but, you know, I had a single mom growing up. My dad, uh, he was uh, incarcerated. He still is, you know. But, like, having a single mom, that, it made me tougher, you know, and stronger. She uh, embraced a lot of me and my sisters growing up that I just thank her for, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, how many sisters do you have? I have three little sisters. What's their ages? Uh, 13, dang, I don't want to get it messed up, 15 <laughs> and one. And um, for your family, like, do y'all have, like, a family mantra, like, a saying that you ever heard, like, you know, your mom saying growing up, your grandmother saying up, or, like, Not really, like it was just, you know, work hard, and, and nothing's going to be given to you. That, that was the biggest thing my mom and, like, my family embraced me and my sisters. So who introduced you to basketball? I mean, I'm sure you were playing your whole childhood. You're huh. one of the biggest kids, I'm sure, growing yeah. up. Who put you on to basketball? My dad. You know, he put the ball in my hands. You know, I, play, I played all sports growing up. I was an athlete. I fell in love with the game. Like, basketball, I would say I was around six, probably. You know, okay. I was just like, I was bigger than everybody. Were you playing football? Yeah, football. What position? Tight end, DN, quarterback, <laughs> anything. That, that football, that was my first sport, uh, sport. You know, I really loved football growing okay. up. How long did you play football for? High school or, or uh, just growing up? True story. So I broke my uh, I broke my wrist eighth grade year, and then that's when I said I'm done with football. You know, I'm going to just focus on basketball. Okay, I got you. Um, so um, who was your favorite player growing up? I know, obviously, like those Cleveland teams, you know, you're definitely watching – uh, you know, the Cavs, but yeah. who was your favorite player to look up to, you know, basketball-wise? LeBron all the way. Okay. Yeah, LeBron all the way. I know you guys are both LeBron. Yeah, guys. definitely. Yeah. LeBron the GOAT to yeah, me. Yeah, that's the yeah. GOAT. Over <laughs> MJ? Over MJ? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we heard Greg talking in the press conference the other day, you know, breaking down, 
why he likes LeBron over MJ. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I've only seen LeBron. How, how, can, I, how can I vouch for someone I haven't watched growing up? Like, yeah, yeah, I would say me seeing, you know, LeBron growing up is the biggest reason why I say he is the GOAT. You know, with my eyes, I've literally seen him dominate a game in pretty much all fashions. Yeah, definitely. So for me, he's, he's got to be the GOAT. John, do you try to take anything from LeBron's game or maybe from any bigs games that are in the NBA? Like, do you try to learn from those guys when you're watching them? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, things I take from LeBron games, you know, he's a pass first. And like, like I say all the time, I like the way he creates for others, and that's how I try to mimic my game rather than creating for my teammates, you know, just being a, a great leader. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you grow up playing all these sports, playing football, basketball. I'm sure dominating. Were you always the biggest kid? Yeah, always the biggest kid. Okay. <laughs> and how tall were you going into high school? High school, I was I was probably about 6'6". Six, six. Okay. Yeah, 6'6". Six, six. So were you playing, school. like, center always? Or always were you, always okay. center. Okay. I was always center for my high school. I got you. So take me through, you know, that beginning of your high school career, you know, when you started playing. Were you at Brush all four years? Yeah, at Brush all four years. So – Take me through that time. You're starting out as a freshman. You're six six. You're the biggest kid growing up, and, yeah. and you're really starting to realize, you know, you're good at this thing. So you know, freshman year was kind of a struggle because I was big, but you know, I didn't, I wasn't that skilled. And you know, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Chet Mason. He kind of helped me a lot. You know, from being in middle school, just being in the gym with me, making sure I'm in stage, I mean, in shape, standing on top of me on my grades. So just having him around, like, and having him push me and my big cousin, you know, it was like that kind of helped me. And then, like, I seen my game transfer, uh, transform junior year. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a monster, man. And then that's when I, like, just got the talent to me, and then it was over. So is that when your recruitment process picked up? Uh, yeah, but I was, like, start, I was getting offers, like, freshman year because I was, like, you know, big, big body. Mm -hmm. I could move. So And then, like, I could say my junior year, like, the, the high majors started coming in, the big high majors. And for you, would you say your recruitment was based on like your high school, you know, performance, or was more like your AAU ball? Like, tell us, uh, you know, who you played for AAU wise, and like, you know, how that played a role into you know your recruitment process. Okay, so yeah, uh, AAU wise, I played for three AAU teams. Eighth grade, I played for a team uh, on the Adidas uh, circuit, OBC. You mm -hmm. probably heard of them before. And then I was like, uh, I want to go to the Nike circuit. You know, right. there's more talent. Mm -hmm. You know, Nike. You know, yeah, all the big names over there. So uh, freshman year, I had went with all Ohio Red. Mm -hmm. You know, we was really nice. And then 17 U, my last year, I went over and switched with Indy Heat. That's mm -hmm. right. And um, for AAU, um, is that where you got most of your offers, or it was? Uh, or it, it was, was high a, school. It was a little bit of both. You know, mm -hmm. it was a little bit of both. So like. I could say my first offer I got in going into my ninth grade year from Cleveland State. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was like it just went up. I got Penn State. I got Nebraska. I started getting – I got Florida. I was getting interest from Purdue. Mm -hmm. And then West V offered me. So it was just like it picked up from there. And when did when did Pitt come into the picture? Uh, I want to say Coach Capel offered me my sophomore or junior year. Yeah, my sophomore or junior year of high school. Okay, so did you want to stay, you know, did you look at Pitt as like a closer to home option or, or what was your goal, you know, in your recruitment? Stay close to home, go to the, the best school that offered me? What, what was that going I'm on? I'm going to be honest, you know, I always grew up a Buckeye fan, so, you know, I wanted to go to Ohio State, but I never got that offer. And, yeah, mm -hmm. like staying home, I wanted to stay home, like close to my family, close to mom. She could drive up and see me. Right. And I feel like Pitt, that was, that was like the best option. You know, it was the ACC, 
great coach, and you know it was a rebuild, great culture, great fans, and it was only two hours away from home, so it was like it's a no brainer right here. Right, and uh, you took visits to several other schools that weren't uh -huh. close to home. I think yeah. Miami, right? Uh, what Miami. Other I took a visit to Nebraska. Took a visit to NC State. Uh, took a visit to West V. Took a couple more visits. So. Um, when you ultimately decided to come to Pitt, how was, you know, your first year going into last year and, like, you know, your time on the Pitt campus? Uh, my first, you know, it was a, it was an excitement. You know, a freshman, I came in at, I want to say, 18. You know, it was different. Just being let free. You know, I could say I, I wasn't disciplined, you know, freshman year. Dealt with some things off the court, and I feel like that, that helped me to the person I am now, you know, the young man I am today that it molded me into a better person. I feel like it molded me into a better basketball player because, like, that being time away from the team, I was in the gym, you know, with Coach Chet, mm -hmm. and we was just grinding, man. What do you think you guys worked on the most, you know, in that during that time off? Because, you know, that first year, the freshman year, when you did play, mm -hmm. I think you were averaging, like, five, six a game. Yeah. Um, obviously, a freshman, you said 18-year-old kid coming mm -hmm. in, obviously not going to put up all ACC numbers right away, but – that jump you made from freshman to sophomore year is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you worked on, you know, between those two years. Really, I worked on a lot of everything. You know, first thing I had to work on was my mental. I feel like that was the biggest thing for me. You know, put aside the basketball, I had to work on my mental piece. And I feel like once I uh, the mental piece clicked for me, that's when like the basketball clicked for me. You know, I was I could be in better shape. I was doing new things in the gym that I never thought I could do. Shooting better, moving better, dribbling better. And then I like I just seen like everything how it opened up to me. And then my sophomore year, I came back and you know I did my thing. JB, when when you first saw John play, mm -hmm. tell me about that. What did you think? What were your first impressions of him? I mean, when I seen John play at, at first, you know, I was just impressed with his size. I mean, John is what they call him, Big John, <laughs> <laughs> six eight, big. But the crazy thing about John is how freakishly he moves. Like he moves fast. He's very you know, agile for a size. And I knew, you know, playing with him this year that when in doubt, I could always throw it in and he was going to apply that force. And that's the thing that we know, you know, moving forward going into this year that we have down low is a guy that's going to always attack the other team with force. Right. And you were going at teams all last year. You yeah. know, I, you were uh, taking on double teams, you know, um, still scoring, putting up double-doubles pretty much every night in the ACC. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the season, you know, you earned ACC honorable mention honors. How did you react to that? Were you, you know, uh, disappointed? Were you excited? You know, how did you react to the honorable mention honors? I'm going to be honest. When, I, when it first came out, we was in, uh, we was in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. We was at the uh, ACC tournament. And I seen it. I'm like, wow, this can't be true. You know, I was kind of disappointed. I, I, I text Coach Chet. He like, man, don't don't worry about that. And then I feel like after that, it just turned me up another notch, you know. You know, just doubt the people wrong who who voted me last, you know. Right. Would you say that's kind of poured into your offseason like this offseason? Have you had that in the back of your mind? Like, yeah, I'm going to put the work in and prove, you know, whoever voted wrong that I am an ACC top, you know, level player in this league. Definitely, you know, th this whole offseason, that, that was on the back of my mind, you know, ACC all honorable mention. So every every workout I'm doing, I'm just remembering, you know, ACC all honorable mention, you know, so I got to go harder. Mm -hmm. So take me through, I want to know, you know, obviously you guys are both players, I'm not. I want to know the perspective uh, from you, you know, when you're backing someone down in the post, 
you see the second defender coming over to double team you. What's going through your mind? Are you thinking, you know, skip pass to the other wing? Are you thinking, you know, what can I do to score? What's going through your mind when the double team comes? I mean, it's a little bit of just reading the defense. Like you said, I see the double team coming, so I know I got either somebody cutting or it's going to be somebody in the corner. And, like, just basically seeing who I could pass it to first, you know, make the first, the best decision without having to make a turnover. Got yeah, you. definitely. I, I would say, you know, the biggest thing is taking what the defense gives you. So, you know, either for me coming off a of pick and roll, seeing two that's getting off the ball quick, me posting up, like John said, me post, like if I'm posting up as well, I've posted up at times in my career. If I see the double, I'm looking to see if somebody's cutting. I'm looking for a skip pass. Yeah. And when in doubt, I'm just going to get it out quick because in basketball, if you draw two, you're doing your job. Yeah. Right. And John, you know, you've watched <laughs> JB now last year uh, playing alongside him. And when you were sitting out, you know, that freshman year, I'm sure you were learning from the, the veterans on Pitt's team. But after watching him for a year, now playing with him for a year and, and going into this next season, what have you seen from JB and, and what is his game do to complement yours? Uh, me, I, I, like, I love playing with JB. That's what I'm first about saying that, you know. And then I feel like he, JB has helped me, like, a lot. You know, he brings that, that leadership, you know. I never like I have I have that since her, like it's been it's been a minute since I had that type of leadership from a player that JB brings you know it's just like the once in a dozen type uh, people and like on the court you know it just opens up so much more having JB as a guard you know he's a he's a captain he's a floor general he sees the floor you know he's a veteran so it's great having a player like that right and you guys one of the big things that this year's team is uh, you added shooting you yeah. know from the transfer portal from freshman you know Nelly's a guy. Big-time shooter. He came into the game last year against you guys as the number one three-point shooter in the country. I know mm -hmm. those numbers went down a bit, but um, talk about, you know, your shooting ability on the outside. I, I think that's something you've been working on this offseason. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that good last year, but, like, I know what I'm capable of. So that was a big thing I had to work on this offseason was, you know, hitting the, uh, hitting the open shot. Because, like, you know, J, JB liked to drive and pass. I know he wanted me to hit that open shot for him. So, you know, just, like, getting in the gym, getting up shots, you know, that was the biggest thing. Right, so uh, I want to get into to, you know this segment now, and I really want to dive into the the John Hughley off the court. Mm -hmm. um, so take me through like your day to day life when it's outside of basketball practice. What do you what are what are some of your hobbies? Really, I'm just a I'm I'm a low key type person, so I just like to be at home, either watching sports or like playing a game, chilling with friends, and that's pretty much it, really. And um, who are you listening to right now? Like, who are your, your top artists? Like, if you had to give three, who would you give right now? <laughs> three, my go-to. I'm going to go Lil Baby, No Cap, and G Herbo. Okay. Yeah. I like G Herbo, so I, I can I can agree with you, but I don't know if I'd put him in my top three. Yeah, that's top three. Who are three, yours? Who are yours? Three. Mine? Yeah. Right now, it's got to be Benny the Butcher, Meek Mill, and um, Conway the Machine. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't say Rod Wave. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, Rod Wave is the GOAT to me, but I'm not putting him in my top three right now because I'm not listening to him right now. Like, yeah. I, I kind of put him on a break. Even though he has an album out, you know, I just got to be in a certain, like, vibe to listen to Rod. So yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm not in that vibe right now. Got you. When you guys are, you know, warming up for a game, are you guys making that playlist? Or how does that work out? Are you getting input on that? Well, really, whatever comes on, just vibe to really. That's yeah, how I am. yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
What do you guys, uh, I'll start with John first, you know, heading into the season, what are you most, you know, pumped up for? Is it the first home game? Is it, you know, getting into the ACC schedule? Or, like, how excited are you to get this season going? Oh, man, I'm so excited. You know, I feel like this is this season is uh, the biggest season for all of us, you know. I feel like we all need this season, so I'm, I'm ready right now, you know. Got you. So uh, I, I want to ask another question, you know, about off-the-court stuff. Uh, you've been in Oakland and Pittsburgh now. This is your third year, mm -hmm. you know, coming into your junior year. Uh, what's your go-to food place, you know, restaurant in Oakland? Oh, you know, my go-to food place, I'm going to put everybody on Pizza Tyler Rio. You know, that's a great spot. You got to check it out. Okay. I got two questions to ask you. The first one, if you had one NBA player to play with right now, who would it be and why? Mm. I I want to say LeBron, but I'm gonna go with a guard. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a LeBron, but I'm gonna go with a guard. Uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. Why, why Chris Paul though? Yeah, he a leader, and I feel like he a beer to like give me like into my open spots. You know, mm -hmm. he a beer to find me, cut and that ball. I feel like that ball is going to be crazy with me and CP3. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? For me, even though I've been getting on, you know, in the debates in the locker room lately, I would say. I would pick right now, I would pick Curry. Just for the simple fact that I know, I know he's John not ball. Like that I know he's not ball dominant. No, I, like that I know he's oh, okay. not ball dominant. And his presence on the floor, the amount of tension that he creates on the floor is going to do nothing but free it up for me. And by me being a, a, a willing passer and an aggressive guard, I know I could get him more shots as well. So it's kind of like a give and take. I feel like he would compliment my game with his elite shooting, and I will compliment his with my ability to get downhill and to create. What are those debates in the locker room? What are you guys? Who are you guys debating about? <laughs> I hear a lot of crazy debates <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah, give we, us the hottest take that you guys have oh, heard. Russell Westbrook, top three point guard ever. Says who? <laughs> my God. I, I'm not even gonna say yeah, who not, it is right now. Is that, when that, he come on the show, yeah. we'll we'll mention we'll it. We'll mention that. it. Yeah, we'll address that. Please do. Please do. Okay. Oh, all right. And the last question before we get off. If you had to tell the 10-year-old John Hughley something, what would you tell him? You know, I'm proud of you, man. Just just keep don't, – don't get complacent. You know, just keep working, keep grinding, and just always remember what your mom told you, you know, work hard. You know, nothing is given. We want to thank you for joining the Just Bucket podcast. Again, we want to thank you, John, for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks, John, for coming on. Like I said, again, appreciate you guys for having me. Of course. And, and we've got plenty of other guests coming on the show. This is obviously the, the biggest guest. We want to kick this show off. We want to do everything right. You know, it's something we've focused on over the past few months setting this up is we don't want to rush anything. Yes, We yes. want to give Pitt fans, we want to give basketball fans and fans of you guys, you know, the best product possible. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, keep checking on Pittsburgh Sports Now for our updated, uh, you know, episodes. And uh, take a look at JamariusBurton.com for everything JB's doing with, with NIL, uh, with business, and, and with the podcast. Yeah, and don't forget to like and subscribe. And also, on my website, you can get to our schedule on there. So mm -hmm. you won't miss a game. If you go to JamariusBurton.com under the schedule tab, you can see all our games so you won't miss a game. And also, I have a promo on there for the Legends Classic our tournament against Michigan State and all the other top Some teams, games. all the yeah, other top teams that are going to be there. There's a promo code if you use Burton. You can find a link there. Use the code Burton. You can get 10% off of your tickets. Hmm. There you have it. So stay tuned. Uh, Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm George Michalowski for Jamari Burton and John Hughley. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank yep. you. Thank you.